respectfully request that all electronic devices are set on non-audible notification or air, airport, air park, airport, airplane, airplane, airplane mode. Um, this is the January 11, 2023 planning and zoning meeting. Call to order, please. Roll call. Yes, sir. Chairman Kennedy is absent. Mr. Duane? Here. Mr. Anakovic? Here. Mr. Amalfitano? Here. Mr. Maroney? Mr. Wright? Here. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't no. do that. That was my error. Mr. Maroney's no longer the case. I used an old form. Sorry. Mr. Wright? Yeah, still here. Still here? All right. <laughs> thank you. Mr. Rainbird? Yes, here. Thank you. Okay. Approval of minutes. Regular minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. Sue. Yes, sir. Hatcher. Did I forget you, Mr. Hatcher? Called me I don't know how you could fall <laughs> for him. Mr. Hatcher. You're lucky that's all she called you. It was my yeah. whole I know. I'm here. Hi, Mr. Hatcher. Thank you very good much. Start. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> I did pull an old right. one. That's my all, apologies. Yeah, I'll delete it from the folder. Don't feel bad. I was left off on one, too, so you know. Okay. Thank you. I think we're on the right track now. Um, approval of minutes from the December 14, 2022 meeting. Do we have them? Has everyone read the, the minutes from the yeah. December meeting? Anyone have any comments, deletions, omissions, corrections? Okay. Um, at this time, we need a motion for the minutes. Motion to approve the December 14, 2022 minutes. Second. Roll call, please. Mr. Duane? Yes. Mr. Anakovics? Yes. Mr. Malfitano? Yes. Mr. Hatcher? Yep. Mr. Wright? Yes. And Mr. Rainbird? Thank you. There is no, no old business at this time. New business, public hearing, TA 2301, Land Development Code, LDC, text amendments to Article 4, Resource Protection Standards. Staff report, please. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, as mentioned, this is the amendment to Article 4 of your Land Development Code, uh, Resource Protection Standards. Proposed amendments are pertaining to this article are uh, from section 2142.03b, uh, clarification, addition, deletions to certain definitions. Those were page uh, 4-18 through 4-22. Section 21-42.04, additional verbiage regarding non-elevated accessory structures, which is on page 425. The Florida Division of Emergency Management has requested Emergency Management has requested the proposed amendments for the city to maintain its current community rating system, CRS rating. CRS is a voluntary incentive program that recognizes and encourages community floodplain management practice that exceed the minimum requirements of the National Flood Insurance Program. In CRS communities, flood insurance premium rates are discounted to reflect the reduced flood risk resulting from the community's efforts that address the three goals of the program reduce and avoid flood damage to insurable property, strengthen and support the insurance aspects of the National Flood Insurance Program, and foster comprehensive floodplain management. Staff recommends approval. And there's not a whole lot, if you've looked at it, there's not a whole lot of changes to it. Exactly. That's what they've requested us to do. And you are the applicant, so you just yes, gave city of Edgewater. Okay. Uh, public comments. Anyone from the, from the public wants to come to the microphone and ask or question anything that Darren just said. Seeing no public comments. Board comments. No board comments. Close the public hearing. Do I need a motion for that item? 
Make a motion to send a favorable recommendation to City Council for TA 2301. Second. Roll call, please. Mr. Duane? Yes. Mr. Andrukovics? Yes. Mr. Malfatano? Yes. Mr. Hatcher? Yes. Mr. Wright? Yes. And Mr. Rainbird? Yes. Thank you. Next item, FP 2203, Vernon Priest requesting final flat approval for Elgin Manor Estates. Staff report, please. Uh, yes, this is a recommendation to City Council for the final plat approval of Elegant Manor Estates, west of Silver Palm Drive and south of Air Park Road, approximately 27.69 acres. Proposed use is to be a single family residential subdivision with 80 by uh, 125 lots that match Florida Shores. Currently, that property uh, has the infrastructure in, uh, no homes, so vacant. Uh, your future land use is low density residential with conservation overlay. And the zoning is RPUD. Subject property was annexed into the city in 2003. A PUD agreement was approved on April 9, 2007, and then amended on June 1, 2020. As mentioned, it includes 54 lots with a minimum lot size of 80 by 125, which is consistent to uh, the adjacent properties in Florida Shores. Preliminary plat was approved by City Council on November 11, 2020. A TRC per construction meeting was held with the developer, city staff, and the utility agencies on May 24, 2021. And the final plat does meet the requirements of your land development code and the PUD agreement. Uh, so the staff recommends approval. Thank you. Um, open public hearing. Uh, applicant comments. Please come to the microphone, state your name and address, and you have three minutes, sir. Good evening. My name is Vernon Priest, representing Strider Development. Address is 2434 Ridgeside Road, Poplar, Florida, 32712. Thank you. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. Does anyone in the audience or have any questions for Mr. Priest? Anybody from the board have any questions? Okay, seeing no questions, thank you so much thank you. for your time, sir. All right, um, public comments, we've, do, um, we've done. Closing public hearing. Oh, excuse me. Hi, my name's Dreama Rutherford. I live at uh, 203 Falcon Avenue in uh, Pelican Cove West. Okay. And uh, yeah, I would object to this because it's I, am, I, oh, I think you're waiting for the next item. This is. This, is, this one's closed already? This is no, no, no. This, this one is was for old. subdivision Air West. Yes, the one the gentleman just got up to speak about. Elegant Manor Estates? Not, yes. Not the townhomes? No, not the townhomes. Okay. The okay. one the, that you're talking about right now. Okay. I, I would right. object to this because it's taking all of the land away from the animals. The, um, they have nowhere to go. Uh, I don't know if you know, but there are now coyotes walking the streets in Florida Shores. They're there in the early morning when the children have to go out to go to the uh, bus stops. And the parents are afraid because they're already grabbing cats, small dogs, and eating them. And if you just keep building every inch of the land and approving it, the animals, they have nowhere to go. So I, I would just ask that you would consider con conserving some of the land. All right, thank you very much. Thank you for your time, ma'am. Is there anyone else that wants to address that issue or anybody else have any comments regarding that flat? All right. Uh, you might know the, the, the answer because you're, Mr. Priest, you're the one doing representing the... Uh, Would you like to address that woman's issue? 
Yeah, was that now? Because there is with there's a, a conservation overlay, so there is a, an amount of that property that isn't being developed, right? Do you can you let her know like how much that is? Well, we had uh, those buffers on the western edge uh, next to the large wetland. The wetland runs almost all the way to ninety five. There's plenty of area for the animals. Because I do remember when this came across the first time when we when we approved it. I mean, it was a good like a good chunk, like over twenty five percent of it. I think was yeah was being was being saved. It, it was like an eagle, and 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 the city is 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 they do their due diligence with conservation overlays for protection of of that issue, as you pointed out, the animals. So we are very concerned about that, and we do our our best to, to accommodate all sides. And Thank if you. you. Look at the area. The area, the property is pretty much approved, with the exception of a few trees. Yeah. Before any development was approved. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Fields. Already closed. So yeah. the um, the public comments are closed. Board board comments on this item. Any board comments? It does have a valid point. I'm missing the path. <laughs> so, just saying, we, it, we do need to think about what we're doing here. This yeah. is pretty much already cleared. But it, 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 it looks nice. It, it looks like now it's you know that the the roadway and the infrastructure and all the utilities are in. It's yeah. just this is kind of a this is but yeah, this is a ministerial act. Right, it's already yeah. done. But if you look just to the the west of that, it's quite I open. Feel for the animals. I sure as heck do. Um, I make okay. a motion to send the paper. I, I, I oh. I'm just Are we done with board comments? Okay, closing that. Motion for that item. Make a motion to send a favorable recommendation to City Council FP 203. Second. Roll call, please. Mr. Duane? Yes. Mr. Amalfitano? Yes. Mr. Anderkovic? Yes. Mr. Hatcher? Yes. Mr. Wright? Yes. And Mr. Rainbird? Yes. Thank you. Next item ZA 2301, Joseph Posey requesting an amendment to the Riverside Villas Planned Unit Development, RPUD, agreement, and the accompanying preliminary plat. Staff report, please. Uh, yes, this is a recommendation to the City Council for the amendment to the Riverside Villas Planned Unit Development Agreement at 101 Falcon Avenue, approximately 2.67 acres. Proposed use is townhomes. Currently, the property is vacant. Uh, the future land use on the property is high-density residential, which allows 12 units per acre. The zoning, as mentioned, is PUD. In December 2005, City Council adopted a PUD agreement for the subject property. The agreement permitted 22 townhome units within three total buildings south of Falcon Avenue. The agreement was subsequently amended in 2006 to extend the duration of the agreement. However, the agreement has since expired. The primary revisions to this agreement before you tonight include, but are not limited to, requirement of two-car garages, Tree protection, open space requirements, buffer area, and street lights that were previously not addressed in the PUD, mm -hmm. old PUD agreement. Prior to any development, the application the applicant shall be required to obtain construction plan approval, which includes review of all required infrastructure, par parcel layout, all applicable state and local permits, environmental and traffic studies, and all ap applicable regulations set forth in the Land Development Code and PUD agreement. Uh, Staff recommends approval of this, and you have the applicant in the audience. I think okay. that wants to make a presentation. Open a public hearing. Applicant, please step forward. You have three minutes. State your name and address for the. I'll be quick. 
good evening, Joey Posey, 420 South Nova. And just to echo what Darren, I think what he was hitting at is that, uh, you know, really this isn't much of a change from what was already there. You know, but the things that we are changing are for the better. Um, and I, I didn't get a chance to put the exhibits up, but gosh, these townhomes, they're very nice looking. It's going to be a quality development. Uh, the, the things to keep in mind uh, that I think are you know, notable with this is that we actually bumped up the open space a little bit to try to capture more open area. That, that was something we were happy to do. Um, roads are, the road's private, so you know, it's internal to the development. Uh, no you know, costless to take over that maintenance. It's going to be gated. Um, there's going to be a nice pool area. Um, and Don, if you don't mind, it'd probably be helpful to see those. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just to, you know, just some context here that uh, you know this this is a property that is entitled to zoning. It's it's not one of those uh, you know out in the ether and you um, you know really are just trying to figure out what fits here. It's high density residential, which means it's entitled by by right to re really be R five if they really wanted to. Which uh, if you did the math on the density, you really are looking at a range between twenty one units versus thirty two units. So. Uh, and that's 21 and change. So when I say when we say we're going 22 units, we're right there at the low end to comply with code. Um, but uh, you know we still want to be good neighbors. That you know part of this is um, especially just working through this process is to you know really do a little bit of an infill here to be complementary to the neighborhood. You know want to want to be good neighbors and you just really feel out questions. So if there's anything that you think that we can do better or that we can you know, try to work with uh, work with everybody on. Happy to do it. You know, it's just within the realm of what these folks are within their right to do, which is, you know, this this really is that lowest threshold you can go when it comes to density without violating your own code. And uh, uh, but um, again, I'm available for questions. And uh, you know, again, we, we we have the developer, we have the engineer. You know, we're all we're all here to uh, try to make this as transparent as possible for everybody. I was going to say, would you would you show the the audience, please? Mm -hmm. They're quite uh, striking. If you if you want to converse yeah. with the yeah, please come to the microphone, state your name and address, and then we'll give you the three minutes to talk. Please don't don't talk from the chair. My name's Don Smith. I'm the developer and owner of the property. If, if, a, if a person has a question, they have to come to the microphone, state their name and address, and then we'll give them three minutes. So if you have a question, please step up to the microphone. And we're, we're talking about this item, this particular item. My name is Lisa Wood. I live at 207 Falcon Avenue, um, Edgewater, of course. Three, two, one, four, one, whatever it is. Um, my concern is that you're going to back right up to my house, and we're responsible for the wall there, so I have several concerns. This particular area did not flood when all the back part did, and I don't know what your elevation is. I'm concerned about it being two-story and going to be able to look into my house and open my wall, and also with all the excavation, who then is going to be responsible for the wall if it cracks? Because I currently. So those are several questions that I have with regard to that. Okay, thank you. Who would like to take it on? Okay. Um, 
I, I, to speak specifically to the height, um, the we were actually talking about this previously, and um, we're thinking that uh, you know the buildings are probably looking at you know, no more than probably 25 feet because it's a flat roof, so it, it's not a you know a, a very towering building, and we're holding I think a greater setback than with would be in the R4, which is the neighboring zoning, which so the rear setback is 25 feet, so it, it's. It's quite a distance from the building, and then when you even get to the building, you're talking only 25 feet up. So, and that's given that there would be landscaping in the wall and the other wall that uh, she had identified along that border with the neighbors. And um, as to the wall, uh, it's the same situation that uh, I, I mean, I'll say in public hearing that if we're damaging the wall through our earthwork and what's going on on the property, it's our responsibility. It's, it's you know, that's I think a given too, and I'm, I'm happy to say that in public hearing for your assurance too. Um, other than that, I think I hit everything. Is, was there anything else that I missed? I, I hate to talk to them directly. Elevation. Elevation. The elevation. Oh, the elevation. Well, I think I'm going to let the engineer handle the elevation because right. uh, that's getting outside of my expertise. <laughs> Can please state your name and address, sir, so for the record? Sure. Steve Buswell with Parker Minchenberg and Associates. So we have a rear yard swale um, in a stormwater management system that's been permitted by uh, the state, St. John's River Water Management District, as well as um, the city's consultant has done a third-party review on it. We have addressed all the outstanding comments. There is a complete stormwater management system that meets the city's LDC um, from a standpoint of treatment volume and pre-post and conveyance. So um, all around the perimeter, there's uh, swales systems as well as ponds and exfiltration trenches, kind of a composite system. Before you get anything else I want to make a statement to Parker Mecklenburg I live in Edgewater Lakes and they did our infrastructure and our stormwater system and our retention ponds and after that 22 inches of rain we did not have a drop of water in our streets now, every time I see Parker I always compliment him and say thank you thank you thank you you I did one it. hell of a job over there on that project thank you I'm sorry, Joey Posey again, uh, and maybe just to help put it in layman's terms for the folks here that when you're talking about that type of permitting, you cannot have a post-condition worse than your pre-condition. So if you have the situation where uh, there is a system that's working, our development will be making that better. You know, that's, that's, the new, that's how the new permitting works. So I, I at least want to put that on the record for the neighbors too that this isn't, uh, you know, especially going through already getting ahead of the St. John's permit, that that's something that is, that they're going to be looking for and maybe just to, you know, give them a sense of, you know, how the, you know, the, the expertise in that works is that you, you cannot make the post-condition worse than your pre-condition. Thank you. Thank you. Well, maybe, Joey, after they make a vote, if they present a, have any questions, maybe go out and talk to them. And, and that's something, too, for any of the neighbors that are in the audience, I'm, uh, you know, uh, I know these folks know how our office works, but we are, I am readily available. I'm happy to meet with all of you guys after, or anybody who may not be here who may be listening, you're always welcome to call the office. You know, we're very accessible. So, uh, you know, part of this is being good neighbors. So if there's anything we can do that we can try to help, I'm, I'm available. And, you know, there's only a few of us at the office, so I, I can't really hide. So <laughs> I, at least in that, and, and, and again, if you need my contact information, I'm happy to give it to. Thank you. You know you've exceeded three minutes a couple of times, but that's okay. <laughs> Sir, please come to the microphone. I see you want to say something. Not that I'm counting, Joey. 
My name's Tom Bugash. I live at 215 Falcon Avenue. I live in that property where that the end of the um, wall there ends on the down further. Yeah, there. That's, that's my property. Mm -hmm. And when we had Hurricane Ian, we had water up to our patio. And my big concern is once you overwhelm with all the new concrete and over that, once you overwhelm where it's going to drain, which I suspect is, from what I look at the maps, is draining straight down that wall right there, and it will get into my house if there's another hurricane like that because that's where the water was coming from. Um, and for some reason, when that development was made, the wall that's not on this property that you have here, but it's another piece of property, there was no wall put up behind my home. I'm trying to figure out why. I'm the only piece of property in that phase, phase three there, that didn't have a wall along that um, one piece. Now, the water is currently, when hurricane came, the water was coming along the wall, because I went and checked on it, and it was coming around into my yard. I did not get flooded, but with a new development like this, I'm extremely concerned that I will get flooded. First thing I wanted to get answered, but I can't get answered today, was why there was no wall put there. If there was a wall put there, I might not have any issues right here. Um, I also have concerns about the privacy. Um, but she already addressed it here, and I'm sure that there's not much we can do about the privacy. Um, when I looked at the maps and followed all the, the things that show the drainage easement and all that, it all looks like it's going to direct into that corner. I know you probably got retention pans um, going towards Highway 1. I'm, I'm sure that's where you're going. Your intention is it to go towards Highway 1. But when that's overwhelmed with 20 inches of rain, where's it going to go after that? Right into my home? The other people are protected because they have a wall. What guarantees do I have once that's finished that I will not get flooded because it's all heading my way after the reservoirs or whatever you're going to have to stop it? Um, I, I'm really concerned about... Um, I guarantee that my property won't flood because you build on that. Um, All right, so time has expired, unfortunately. Uh, if you want the gentleman to come to the mic and answer that question or address that question, please. Because I think even with the existing wall that's there, there's no guarantee that there's no, no water that's going to come through there. That's not where the wall was put there. And, Joey, and Joey, the water. Uh, Joey Posey, 420 South Nova. Uh, uh, as to the wall question, uh, we're happy to work with him. You know, I have no idea why that wall wasn't put there. Or, you know, I, you know, I don't have any records of any of it or when it was or why it was. But, um, you know, given that we're trying to be good neighbors, I, I don't see why we couldn't look into that question for him and see if there's something we can do on our end to help him. Just maybe add a little yeah, bit to just, the wall for him? I, you know, without knowing the state of the wall or what we're talking about, I, you know, I can't necessarily give him the 100% answer tonight. But... You know, I was just talking to my client. That's something we can look at, and we're happy to. So, um, but um, I would defer here to the engineer again on the 
actual mm -hmm. drainage question, but I at least wanted to mention that. Correct. Thank you, Joe. Steve Buswell again. Um, in that very southwest corner, that's actually where most of the retention is that's collecting all the water. It actually drains from there a little bit to the east and into the, there's a ditch system that um, runs kind of almost north and south, but that's where the discharge is going to be routed to. So you're putting your attention in that area? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's a pond. Um, it, again, it's all, it's a composite system. Okay. So it's all tied together, but there is a uh, retention system at that southwest corner. So it's going to be that corner to the top left that's going to have a pond or something right there? Right there, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, as, as you just heard Mr. Posey state, sir, if you have any questions, I would strongly con uh, suggest to contact them. Um, they're willing to talk to you, and we'll see if we can come to some sort of a uh, agreement on both sides. That makes everyone happy. Are there any other public comments on this project? If you have a comment, come to the microphone, state your name and address, and you have three minutes. Yeah, my name is Dreema Rutherford. I live at 203 Falcon Avenue. Um, I just had a, a lot of general questions about um, uh, things that would be going on if they had a start date in mind, uh, start building, um, uh, how tall the building would be, if it had an HOA, a pool, and a clubhouse, which I can see over here, some of those, some of those items, and um, how close to our back wall they were going to actually believe. I believe the gentleman said 25 feet. I'd like to make sure on that. And uh, I wanted to know why the bank property wasn't included in their sale instead of just squeezing in 22 units, a pool, and everything else smack up, a dent, you know, up against our walls. I mean, you, you know, you're practically on our back porch there. It's, it's just so close. You know, I mean, you can hear the person next door's conversation when they're out on their patio now. Well, and, the bank's uh, going to be a, a commercial zoning, and this is, this is going to be a totally different. No, I'm talking about my next door neighbor. You know, if you have a comment on the board, you know, and um, I don't, don't want to, you know, side side conversation. I'd like to know um, which end the parking lot is going to face. Is it going to face uh, Route One, and where's the location of the pool? And Backing up against our walls, what's going to be there? Is it going to be their bedrooms with a lot of windows? Or, you know, what, what that's going to be? And um, one lady that didn't come to the meeting, she asked me if I would ask if it was going to raise our taxes. So I told her I would ask for her. So uh, that's, that's some of the information I just wanted to know. All right, thanks. Joey? Um, Joey Posey again to... Uh, just trying to tackle the questions in order. Um, this is a piece of property that had a PUD rezone 2005, so it's 17 years of the same zoning. Uh, I have no re reason why they what why they didn't move forward, et cetera. But, um, that is the context of that. There, this doesn't front Route One, so it's all internal. And as to parking, it's uh, you know it's a two two car garage trying to get two in the driveway. So you know we're trying to accommodate uh, as much as we can. Uh, with the individual units rather than creating an off-site parking lot. And, you know, that's not the most advantageous way to handle it, especially with something like this, you know, given the design of the, of the project. Um, the, um, the lands, there will be landscaping. 
uh, along the uh, along the borders. Uh, again, if we can complement it with the wall, that would be wonderful too. Um, the you know the things to keep in mind here is that this is high density residential. It's it's entitled to be what it is, and it's been that way for 20 plus years probably. So um, you know I'm not I'm not trying to change that. I'm I'm trying to work within the confines of that and. By working in the confines, I'm at the, the lowest end possible, really. I'm at 22 units. I'm not going any above that, and I don't have any plans on that. And you know, that's part of the you know keeping in mind that if somebody came back and said, you know, I want to be R5, that you could do multifamily on here, and you could do 32 units. It's not this developer's intent, and he has no plans to do that. So I don't want to scare the neighbors, but you know, who knows what tomorrow brings? Um, outside of that, I think I addressed. Everything in pool. The, the pool location. Oh, the pool location. Um, I, the pool is in the. If we're looking at the aerial map, it's closer to the bank. Yep, exactly. That would be where the pool is. So it's away from the neighbors. HOA. And there will be, and it's yes, and it's very likely that uh, at this point we will have an HOA. You have to control the common areas, that kind of thing. Um, as to taxes, I imagine that. You know, I don't want to opine, but I imagine this is all everybody's home, so they have homesteads. So I suspect there will, you know, if this will not really be an effect on taxes. Um, and the bank property, I, I have no knowledge of why the bank property did what it did or what future that bank property has and holds. Um, and other than that... Was uh, a question about the start date? Oh, the start date. We were just discussing that. Um, you know, part of the unknown here is that after we get past this, it's you know really negotiating and working with the bank. So, you know, as much as he wants to get started, we're kind of at the whims of the lender. So, and you've seen how lending is, uh, you know, moving in a strange direction all over the country. So, uh, that's that's you know I wish I had a better answer, but that's really where it's at. Thank you. I'm Don Smith. I'm the developer. Just to answer your question. Uh, the master bedrooms are downstairs, and the two other bedrooms are on the front of the house facing the street. There are no bedrooms in the back of the house facing the wall. And the uh, living room is two stories, clear stories, so there's no upstairs where anybody can look out across the wall. No, that people can't look out. Everybody's going to be on the main floor. Okay. Yes. Yes, come. To, please come to the mic. State your name and address, and um, yes. Tom Bugashi, two fifteen Bradford Avenue. This isn't any um, affordable housing or anything like that. If you if you look I at just, the picture, if you look at those pictures, sir, I, I would say that, I would say not, but I needed to ask the that. Question. That could be put in like Lake Nona area. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really, I mean it's it's classy. It's classy. All right. Thank you so much. I think we're finished with public comments. Board comments. Yes, sir. I'd just like to address the developers. Um, come highly recommended, but I'm one of them people. I just went through two years of one of the biggest developers in this state building right up to my fence. And we got a great town, and if I had needed anything, I called uh, Mr. Laracy. There was construction debris uh, in my in our retention pond, I mean, just, it sounds like you guys have everything in concern, but I went through two years of hell 
And those people are gone. They don't live here. I've lived here a long time. I've been here since 05. Those people are gone. They got their money. They're in West Palm having their champagne or whatever they're doing with their money. But I, I just like to ask that you keep their concerns because we're here to represent them. We're here to work with you guys, and we'd like to build. Maybe we're building fast. Maybe we're not. But these people have concerns, and luckily, the retention pond that the town had them put in, you have a swale behind us. We just had two hurricanes. We were watching the water, but that man in the back has a big concern. I mean, the wall will not stop the water. If there could be something where a little bit more digging is done, just please listen to these people. That's all we ask is that the citizens here, we've been here. I'm going to be buried in this town. I have a cemetery plot right up the street. I care about this town. You know, I'm not leaving. So we're here to represent these people, and they all have valid concerns. And I have two buildings right up against my fence that are two-story. And that's, a good, that's great that it's going to be cathedral ceiling. They're going to be in the front of the house because I'm ready to walk in the backyard naked to keep them from looking over my fence. Oh, please, Eric. That'll keep anybody from yeah. looking uh, over the fence. That, oh, no. Even the coyotes we were talking about as far as, the, as far as the flooding, it's a big concern now, especially what we just saw. The, the whole Florida shores was a pile of wet sheetrock, and I feel bad for everybody here. And, just trust you'll make this work for them and everybody. Please, um, I, I at least want to mention this since it came up, that uh, uh, I know the developer is being very shy, but he's actually moving here. So he will be a resident. Cool. <laughs> and, it's nice here. And just, and just so you guys know, too, I'm from Port Orange. So this, you know, this isn't very far from home. Oh, we know we know where to get you. So, <laughs> so we're very local. We understand exactly where you're coming from. So if there is a problem, we're not, we we there's nowhere for us to hide. Of course, why instead of champagne? Cool. I have one other question for yes, Joey. I'm yes, guessing. please. Um, this this gets asked to me more times than I would possibly think. And I was digging through your your HOA documentation. Is there going to be any cap or rentals allowed? Uh, Meaning, can people buy the unit and then rent it out for investment property? Um, well, that's not the intent, and uh, you know, really, it's they're supposed to be fee simple. So, um, you know, that's that's I can't stop necessarily somebody from after they buy it, right? But there is no marketing intended that this is right. a rental community in any way. I didn't think so. But it'll be a question. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Hatch, what we did with with um, I think with Coastal Woods, is it Coastal Woods maybe that they started not allowing you to buy in an LLC. So yeah. you couldn't. Well, that's a good idea. You had to buy it. You know, you had to buy it. You yeah. had to buy it. You know, as a fee simple with your oh, name, and you yeah. couldn't. There was no, um, uh, what should we call it? Um, you couldn't transfer the contract over to somebody else. Right. And just so, yeah, that, that's a possibility that's too. A good point. That's something we can look into. That's. I, I oh, wouldn't that. wouldn't that be addressed in the HOA docs? Exactly. And, I'm say and at, at least, yeah, at least giving some folks <laughs> yeah. some assurance that you know, no. the local guy that you know he wants folks that are going to be here for the long run. He's, they're not looking to. Turn this into investment properties. So, good. Thank you. Thank you. Again, any any board further board comments? We're done. Okay. So, Thank closing you, board comments. Um, I looking for a motion. Make a motion to send a favorable recommendation to City Council for ZA two three zero one and the accompanying preliminary plat. Second. Roll call, please. Mr. Duane? Yes. Mr. Andrukovic? Yes. Mr. Malfatana? Yes. Mr. Hatcher? Yes. Mr. Wright? Yes. Mr. Rainbird? Yes. 
Next item, CU-2202, Dennis Towell requesting a conditional use permit for property located at 1945 West Park Avenue. Do we have a um, staff report, please? Yes. Uh, this, um, as mentioned, approval of a conditional use permit to allow outdoor storage in the I-1 Light Industrial District. This is at 1945 West Park Avenue, approximately 1.5 acres. Uh, currently on the property, there is a mini warehouse. Um, you'll notice a corner of Dale, northeast corner of Dale and Park Avenue. Uh, as I mentioned, future land use uh, is industrial. The zoning is I-1 heavy, or I-1 light industrial, sorry. Uh, subject property contains an 8,300-square-foot mini warehouse building built in 1977. The area proposed for the conditional use is east of the existing building in a vacant portion of the parcel here. For Section 21-33.05, Table 3-3, lists outdoor storage in the I-1 Zoning District as a conditional use, meaning the use is permitted in the Zoning District only after satisfactory completion of the conditional use process, which is to come before you, this board. Um, with that, staff recommends approval. Okay, thank you. Um, is the applicant in the audience? Would, would you kindly have any comments for the group? Do you do? Okay, okay. I just want to give you an opportunity. Thank you, sir. Um, seeing no further public comments, board comments. Any board comments? Seeing no board comments, closing public hearing. Looking for a motion. Make a motion to approve CU 2202. Second, Rainbird. Uh, roll call, please. Mr. Duane. Yes. Chairman Anderkovic? Yes. Yes. Mr. Hatcher? Yes. Mr. Wright? Yes. Mr. Rainbird? Yes. Next item, VA 2235, Brandon T. Byers, requesting a variance for article, from Article 5 of the Land Development Code for property located at 2424 Umbrella Tree Drive. Staff report, please. Yes, this is a variance approval to allow an accessory building to be located 10 feet from rear property line in lieu of the required 20 feet for Section 21-50.02, Table 5-1 of the Land Development Code. Location 2424 Umbrella Tree Drive, area is approximately 10,000 square feet. Uh, there's a single-family residence on the property, uh, 1,403 square foot. And a 500 square foot accessory structure in the year in the rear yard. Unbeknownst to the new owners, who um, fairly recently bought the property, the accessory building encroached into the rear setback by 10 feet. The previous owners added an unpermitted 10 by 16 foot structure to the existing garage. You'll see they. This was the aerial 2015. So sometime between this 2015 and this 2022. Previous owner added that portion without a permit into the setback. Not the fault of these uh, new owners. Um, new property owners have converted the accessory dwelling back to the permitted use of a workshop instead of they were using it, I believe, as a uh, like an in-law suite, uh -huh. uh, which is not permitted. And if you look here, this is the portion of the structure that's in to the setback. Now I'm going to read you the finding of facts. Okay. So this is the 
goes along with what we've been doing recently. Will the granting of the proposed variance result in creating or continuing a use which is not compatible with the adjacent uses in the area? After review, staff response. After review, accessory structures are compatible and expected use in the residential area. The previous property owners added an unpermitted 10 by 16 foot structure to the existing garage and appeared to convert the entire structure to an accessory dwelling unit sometime around 2015-2016. An accessory dwelling is not permitted use in single-family residential zones. During code enforcement investigation, it was learned that the previous property owners had an individual evicted from the accessory dwelling during their ownership. The new property owners have converted the accessory dwelling back to the permitted use of a workshop. This criterion has been met. Is the proposed action the minimum action available to permit reasonable use of the property? After review, staff believes the line in addition to remain will be considered the minimum action available to permit a reasonable use of the property. This situation was no fault to the current property owners, and the alternative to demolish the existing structure would require greater action. This criterion has been met. Are the physical characteristics of the subject site unique and not present on adjacent sites? After review, the subject site is conforming a lot with dimensions 80 by 125. Minimum parcel size for the zone is 80 by 125. The subject site is not unique for its physical characteristics and adjacent sites accessory structures do not appear to have encroached upon the setback. Alternatively, the property could be considered unique to the applicant as they unknowingly purchased the property with an unpermitted non-conforming structure. Staff feels the criterion has not been met if strictly defined by the physical characters of the property, which traditionally relates to the parcel size configuration. Are the circumstances creating the need for the variance results of the actions by the applicant or actions proposed by the applicant? After review, the applicant did not create the need for this variance as they purchased the home after the addition was constructed. The applicant was not made aware of the unpermitted addition during the home buying process. The applicant has shared that previous property owners did not disclose this addition during the home buying process. This criterion has been met. Uh, summary, staff did not find granting of the proposed variance as a conflict with the comp plan. Considering all the criteria, staff recommends approval of VA 2235 at 2424 on Paralla Tree Drive. Thank you for that detail. description, Darren, is excellent. Um, is the applicant in the audience? Would the applicant like to come to the microphone and make any statements, please? Please state your name and address for the record. Allison Wilson, 2424 Umbrella Tree Drive, and uh, we're happy with the staff report. We bought it, had no idea, and about six weeks later, we got um, a notice to tear it down, and my husband uses it as his workshop. We, ju we just had no idea that there was anything wrong, and so I just ask that you let us keep it and Thank you. tear it down. Thank you. I appreciate it. I have a couple. I have, I have a couple of questions. First, you're in real estate, obviously, Albert. How can this? Yeah. That's what I was just telling. Was like, how how can this fail? How could this have happened with a title of search? I mean, anything well, search. Well, right? the thing is, if you look at the survey, and it was done by professional title ordered the survey through. I think that might have been was it long surveying, maybe. Yeah, long surveying. I'm and, amazed. And and I don't know how they didn't say, hey, there's an encroachment. And usually, what you're going to have to do is is take care of that prior to closing. So I don't know how that snuck past it, because, I mean, it's highlighted right here mm -hmm. in the survey. But And that would fall under title insurance, too. So if, like, they would, for well, any reason, if the, exactly. if the city said, no, tear it down, the, then title, the title company would actually be responsible through the owner's policy How do you get a clear take title on something like that? That's exactly right. I don't know. They, should, they got clear title. Boy. They closed. Yeah. That's, 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 oh, I, I, that's I, I, I was shocked when I'm reading this. I'm saying, yeah. I, 
So is, is there any recourse about the previous owner that the, they didn't go after? Oh, I'm not sure on the law on that, so I'm not going to speculate. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm mad for them. I understand. I'm yeah. mad for them. But, but the thing is, I mean, like, you know, and it stinks because you have to end up doing, like, a, a variance after the fact because it's already there. But, I mean, like, we've uh, definitely given those for other things. They didn't create this. No, they didn't, you know, no. that's not their fault. Nice and title shot. should have called, caught it, but I mean it's not their fault. Do you have title? Do you have title insurance on your property? Yeah. I mean, is that something you have to have, right? Yeah. So no, you'll have it. Yeah, you'll have it. Oh, oh, yeah. please. Oh, excuse me. Please come to the microphone and state your name and address. I'm sorry. I should know better. Slap my hand. I'm trying to think. I got homeowners. I got flood. State your name and address, please. Oh, okay. Allison. Wilson, twenty four twenty four Umbrella Tree Drive. So you, you had now? Did you have an attorney when you were doing calls? Yes. And he, n nobody picked up on this. No, I guess not. No, I had an attorney. We had an attorney help us with this with the yeah. variance. Yeah. Um, but we didn't have. Um, we just had a real estate agent. We used Watson Realty. Um, we had it inspected twice. The city came out to inspect the roof once it was put on both places. So when the, if the city came out and inspected it, did, did they pick up on, How did, on this? I have copies of both of them. On that problem, Darren? So, I don't know. To answer no, the question. Oh, that was done without a permit, so what if they wouldn't yeah. be inspected? So, right. so it oh, and the question, it wouldn't show. Yes, she has a title insurance. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, again, I'm I'm sorry I had to. Yeah, I really am sorry I had to go through this. This is crazy. All right. Thank you. It was Thank, the best welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Um, Board comments. I think we've the only question I had was how did this come to light to start with? I mean, how did the city get involved to know this? this yeah. Somebody had to say. As, uh, our senior planner was reviewing the plans for um, something else, another request on this piece of property, and noticed it, and upon research, and then looked to see if it was permitted, and really. Um, was heartbroken to have to deliver the news to the new purchasers that well, that's thank what happened. They, they picked it up, number one, and we can resolve yeah. it because it's, uh, it's dead. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I think um, there's no more public comments. Am I correct? No more public comments. So I'm asking for a motion. Motion to approve VA 2235. Second. Second. Roll call, please. Mr. Duane? Yes. Chairman Andrakovic? Yes. Mr. Amalfitano? Yes. Mr. Wright? Yes. Mr. Rainbird? Enjoy your addition. Welcome to Florida, yes. Mr. Hatcher? Yes. Very good. Good luck going forward. Quite welcome. Next item is VA 2236. Patrick Fisher requesting variance from Article 3 of the Land Development Code for property located at 2100 Air Park Road. Staff report, please. Uh, yes, this is a variance request to allow an accessory structure height to be an additional 2.5 feet higher than the on-site primary structure per Article 3, Section 21-36.02c of the Land Development Code at 2100 Air Park. Uh, your future land use designation is low-density transition. The zoning is RT Rural Transitional. Uh, currently, there is a 4,236-square-foot single-family residence with a building height of 14 uh, feet 6 inches on the property. Applicant is proposing to construct a 672 square foot <coughs> pole barn to store an RV. 
Uh, per the LDC, no accessory use building or structure shall exceed the height limit shown in that district and shall not exceed the height of the peak of the majority of the roof height of the principal primary structure in resident residentially zoned areas. Applicant states the RV is too high to fit uh, in a pole barn of under 14 foot 6 inches limit and is requesting an additional 2.5 feet in height for the pole barn. So I will do the findings of fact again. Will the granting of the proposed variance result in creator continuing a use which is not compatible with the adjacent uses in the area? After review, accessory structures are compatible and expected use in a residential area. This parcel is zoned RT Rural Transitional and is permitted to have a primary structure up to 35 feet in height. However, the Land Development Code does not allow accessory structures to exceed the height of the primary structure. Adjacent zoning includes other city rural transitional zoning and county transitional agriculture zoning, which allows structures as high as 45 feet. Another home along Oak Trail has an accessory structure significantly higher, appearing to be twice as high compared to the primary home. However, that applicant uh, lives in the county. Um, this applicant is only proposing a minor adjustment of 2.5 feet in height. This criterion has been met. Is the proposed action the minimum of action available to permit reasonable use of the property? After review, staff believes the requested action would not be the minimum action available to permit reasonable use. The ownership of an RV is not sufficient reason to be in non-compliance with Land Development Code. Other options exist for the storage of RVs. Staff believes this criterion has not been met. Are the physical characteristics of the subject site unique and not present on adjacent sites? After review, the subject site is approximately uh, 1.9 acre conforming lot. The minimum parcel size for this zone is one acre. Subject site is not unique for its physical characteristics, however, due to the size of this parcel and the 165 setback, foot setback from Air Park Road, the proposed accessory structure would most likely not be visible from the right of way. Staff feels this criterion has not been met if strictly defined by the physical characteristics of the property, which traditionally relates to parcel size and configuration. Are the circumstances creating the need for the variance result of the for the variance the results of the action by the applicant or actions proposed by the applicant? After review, staff believes the circumstances creating the need for this variance is caused by the applicant's proposal, since the proposal does not meet the current land development code's accessory structure height requirement. Other options for RV storage are available. Staff did not find granting of the proposed variance is a conflict with the comprehensive plan. Unfortunately, after considering all the criteria, staff does not recommend approval of VA 2236 at 2100 Air Park Road. Thank you, Darren, for that explanation. Is the applicant in the audience please come to the microphone and state your name and address, and you have three minutes, sir. I'm Patrick Fisher, Patrick Fisher 2100 Air Park Road. Uh, no disrespect to the staff, but I, would, I did prepare some notes regarding the three questions that were not uh, met. So for question number two, this proposed structure utilizes steel rafter construction. This requires more under the roof versus a tubular steel type construction. Poles are set in four feet of concrete, making it a durable permanent building. I feel that this is the best value added investment for the future growth and value and use of my property. There are other RV storage options. They include low cost tubular carport covers that are less durable, less attractive, and cost around nine grand. Or I could rent space at a storage facility costing me about $3,600 a year, a month. Yeah, $3,600 a year. Neither of these options add to any long-term value to my property. They just throw my money away and add additional expense. This request is, to me, not solely about RV ownership and what my other options are. 
It's about uh, making an investment in my home, and I think that should be considered. Question three, um, it was noted in staff response for question one that I did meet that one, and, and it kind of seems the same to me. We're located on the outside edge of the city and share more commonalities with the home sites outside of the city limits behind us. This proposed structure will be 200 feet from Air Park Road and 65 feet from Oak Trail, and that's behind our house, and a six-foot privacy fence. You know, we have, uh, I lost my place here. We do have new developments on the east side of Air Park across from us that includes two-story single-family homes and two-story townhomes. However, there is more adequate space on our property to allow for a little taller structure. I don't believe this request diminishes the appeal for the community or creates an eyesore for the area. As far as question four, I might have inadvertently created the need for this variance. I didn't set out to create any issues, though. I just wasn't 100% aware of the zoning guidelines you know, regarding accessory structures prior to starting the process. So um, during the initial permit process, when I was faced with the, the height requirements, I quickly agreed to the reduction of the building height. I had been informed that the height would be adequate, so we tried to stay within the, go the zoning guidelines. However, when it came to the installation, we discovered that the geometry of the trusses would not work in this case, nor could they be altered in any workable manner. So I believe that just, you know, just because other RV storage options do exist, I shouldn't be forced to adopt one of those when I have the means and the space on the property. So that's why I'm asking for, for the variance. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, sir, for your comments. Thank I appreciate you. it. Um, any other public comments? Board comments, then? Yeah, I've got one. Please. Uh, having quite like a lot of had RVs before. What is your physical height of that unit? Please come back to the microphone. I'm sorry, but that's important. No, that's all right. Patrick Fisher, 2100 Air Park Road. Uh, it's it's right at 12 feet. Right. And give or take, so it's got air shot. It's it, it'll go up and down, right? Right. Right. Um, but when it's when it's raised up, um, it's just the 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 size of the building and the way the trusses go out here. They're not spread out. They're not. They're it's if I if I was going to put a Ten foot wider than what I'm trying to do, the geometry might be a little different. My route uh, would have enough room in the center; those right. would extend further out. So, really, that's really the rub here: is that it's not over wide. I wasn't trying to be obnoxious with it. You know, I was trying to stay within some monetary guidelines and get something that was nice that would cover it and protect me. And that was it. Thank you. Yes, have you already purchased? So I saw you put mm -hmm. in there that sixteen thousand. So do you already have? Well, I put eight thousand dollars. I put eight thousand dollars down on the materials, and they're sitting in the yard in storage of the people I purchased them from. Yeah. And once once the building's built, then I'll finish paying them for it. But yes, I do have. Okay. So that, that's sitting be, out too. Yeah. So that was going to be my question. So I'm a contractor, so I was already on the track of if you made this thing wider, inherently the peak's going to get taller because of the two one pitch or whatever. I'm sure it's a 2-1 pitch on one of those things. So, but you've already got the material sitting at the house? Not at my house, but at, yes. So is there a solution? If he makes it wider, he has to be taller, and the problem is the height over the house. Right, right? Yeah. My, my, my 
my statement. Albert, did you have a statement before? I was just, did you get a quote by chance to see how much more it would be to widen it? Is it like crazy? No, I didn't, but they've already purchased the trusses the, the and the holes. Right. Okay. Oh. right. Oh, wow. Well, so it's not so much, if he makes it wider, his peak height's going to stay the same. My guess is where the geometry is not working is on it's the side of the bus. It's, yeah. hitting, right. it's hitting somewhere right. on the side. So his issue hitting. isn't how so spread if he makes out it wider, he's not on the plane away. Right. Own. And then you so would park in the middle so where you would. He parks in the middle, right. And you can't go flat because he already bought the truck. I see a gentleman with a 4,236 square foot house. His own, one of his major concerns, major problems, was he didn't build a house high enough. <laughs> if you built a house thirty feet high, it wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have an issue. But basically, right? Exactly. So I didn't build a house. Now we either, have to cut the top so, of the RV off. You know, um, raise <laughs> well, the bridge or lower the river. Well, the cable um, guys are trying to right. do that already because <laughs> that, that issues know, there too. But I mean, I, I'm not trying to be facetious, guys. I mean, that's a big house. Yes, it's a good size. And in, in 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 respect, you made it, you know, not monstrously high. Unfortunately, that was your problem. However, um, I I did I did have a, I was discussing this with my wife, and I, and don't laugh at this because it's raised a bridge along the river. It, is it possible for you to excavate down? That, I was going to say the same no. thing. That's what I was it's low. Explain. It's low back there. Is it? I mean, the whole area is low. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we no had flood. it okay. was a hundred percent lake. Okay, you know, so all the way around our property, you know. Next dumb question. If he was to add a cupola onto the existing roof of the house, mm. would that not raise the structure of the roof? Yeah, it said primary. Yeah, yeah, I was trying. I was trying for you. Now I'm like, buy a weather vane yeah. and bolt that thing on top. Well, <laughs> <laughs> again, again, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at location, location, location. I'm looking at the surrounding area of where he is. He's not out there, you know, pink, making it purple with, you know, red rainbows on it. it it's going to be inconspicuous, I think. And I, I, I'm looking at the size of the house again saying, God, if he only made it a little bit taller, we wouldn't be dealing with this. So that's my, I, agree. I, I feel, I feel compassionate that it should be considered. But again, I, I'm only one person. Hey, we don't have to live with staff recommendations. No. No, I understand that, but th that's my point. This gentleman has an amazing house. And great area, and well, two and a half feet. I mean, I, I'll tell lie. you from a real estate standpoint, yeah. if it is going to be like a really nice portico type, you know, it is going to add quite a bit of value, especially on a on a lot that size in town, with a big house. I mean, and, and let me put, let me ask you one other question. Oh, actually, Darren, does his taxes go up because of this? Value this structure. The value. Of the value of the property, of the property, property goes. Property. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, in a sense. He's really? paying his dues that way too. I mean, <laughs> he's like great. I'm, I'm trying to be <laughs> yeah. devil's advocate here. Like I'm, you know. I mean, I don't know. my other question is: so I see you've got asphalt millings going through that gate. Are you going to extend that driveway out to Oak Trail, or are you just going to? Well, it already there is a, is a culvert there. I've been driving through the yard as it is, and I got, I got the bus stuck, and it hasn't been back in two months. But okay. yeah, I've just been driving it through the yard. There is a culvert out there. It exists today. I mean, I could drive it straight out if well, I wanted to. So my, my question here, because I, I used to live in Florida Shores. Well, yeah, I used to live in Florida Shores, and I bought a fifth wheel, and I couldn't make the corner around my house. Mm -hmm. And then I still did, and then I just filled it all in. But the issue that I ran into was 
is he going to have to put in a permanent driveway now because that accessory structure is a garage? So is he going to have to put in a driveway that well, goes from be, the gates to Oak it'd Trail? Be a, it'd have to be a, an apron and a stabilized wheel path is what they I, That's just because you were making a comment that you didn't know about some of these things. And mm -hmm. I, that's, so you're going to have to pour a concrete apron at Oak Trail, which is ridiculous because it's a wood. It's, it's a, a dirt road, road yeah. and it's a private road. That's going to be, know. what, at least two grand of concrete, right, for an apron? Uh, no, it won't be that high. But then you're going to have asphalt millings or crushed concrete or something like that. So, I mean, bear in mind, you're also looking at another couple thousand dollars at least, four or five grand, just to get that driveway put through. Then you don't have to worry about getting stuck, though. Right. <laughs> oh, I, I think and we, your taxes go up. Yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> I think the board has um, uh, yeah, totally covered this issue. So, actually, I'm asking now for a motion. I want to make a motion to approve VA 2236. I'll second it. Roll call, please. Mr. Duane? Yes. Chairman Anadrakovic? Yes. Mr. Amalfitano? Yes. Mr. Hotcher? Yes. Mr. Wright? Yes. And Mr. Rainbird? Despite the staff, I say yes. Thank you. Oh, we're all getting in trouble oh, later. Yeah. yeah. Nobody likes a brown nose. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Um, I normally vote with the staff. I know you I mean, do. Really I know you do. The, the next item on the agenda is election of chairman and vice chairman. So um, I'm going to pull back on this one and just um, see what happens. Uh, currently, George Kitty is the chairman and Robert Andrews is the vice chairman. So uh, I guess we need. Are they seeking reappointment for those spots? I'm guessing. I don't know. We'll George didn't show up. What a well, that's kind of. I'm like, George so he's already not here. Well, he, like, he's, is he already he, out the door? We he's, need a motion on chair and then a motion on. Okay, the chair. so okay. I need I need a motion for together? the chair. A motion for the chair of the TNT. Make a motion to elect George Kennedy as chairman. Seconded. Second. That's what he gets for not being here to defend himself. Roll call, please. Mr. Dwayne. Yes. Chairman Andrukovic. Yes. Mr. Malfatana. Yes. Mr. Hatcher. Yep. Mr. Wright. Yes. And Mr. Rainbow. Determined yes. to call me Burton, aren't you? <laughs> and I, then I need a it's motion for paper. vice chairman of the planning and zoning. I will make a motion to elect vice chairman of planning and zoning board, Mr. Robert Andrukovic. Second. Roll call, please. Throw one in there. Last Mr. Dwayne. Yes. Chairman Andrukovic. Yes. Mr. Malfatano. Yes. Mr. Hatcher. Yes. Mr. Wright. Yes. Why not? Mr. Rainbow. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Um, do you have any kind of comments at the end, Darren? I know you no, sir. I have today. nothing to report. Can I say something? Yes. Yes, sir. That couple that had built on the house without being told, they, they bought a house. Well, they, yeah. they didn't build it. They but bought they, the house. They bought the house. With the, that felt really good helping them get through that. Yeah. I, was, I think that's I was, what we're about I was here. so mad reading that report on that. I couldn't believe house. it happened. I, I heard Albert already in the like, like, how this did this even go How does it break? I couldn't even okay, believe it. I'm going to gavel the end of the meeting. We're adjourned. Thank you.